0: I wanted to talk to you guys about something really, really special. Well, to me, it's special for you guys, too. Um, so I've, you know, in my private sessions and in my classes, I get a lot of questions about, you know, my dog, you know, taking them on walks, their growling, their lunging, or even, you know, down to separation anxiety. But it all boils down to one thing, and that's how dogs learn. OK, um, so there's a few ways dogs learn. Scott, did you know anything about this? <laughs> I have a a feeling
1: I know a little bit about it, but I'm really curious, like with my dog, I have a -a sheepadoodle and Mm -hmm. he's always learning in different ways, but it feels like they kind of are kind of in common. So like how many ways do dogs learn?
0: Well, there's a few ways dogs learn. The big one is dogs learn by association and that's by pairing things together. So the emotional response to things, if that makes sense. And so the best way to kind kind of explain it is, for instance if you have like a food bowl and you notice that if you um jingle it the dog will come running because there's food in that bowl Um, The dogs don't automatically learn that over time and repetition with everyday meals, you know, you're picking up the bowl and they learn that there's food there and that's a positive thing. And dogs see the world in the same thing, same way. So when you're taking them out and about and, you know, they have these experiences, whether they're good or bad. So if they run across a dog and say the dog barks at them and every time they see that dog, the dog barks, then of course they're going to have a negative association with that. But more so than not, we want them to have a good experience so they can have a good life and, you know, walk about town and stuff and, you know, be good for it. Um, the same way we have emotional responses to things like um, with humans, when we meet people, um, you may meet someone, you know, they may be lovely. And then you may meet someone and you may like, ugh, like that, you know, and then we meet them again. You have that association with them. And so dogs learn in the same manner. Um, and so we kind of want to be aware when we take when we're taking our dogs out and about, and just be more aware of the situation around us. Um, I tell folks all the time, like you know your dog, you know your dog, how your dog is around certain scenarios. So start trying to manage that um, for your dog. So what that would look like? So suppose, for instance, you're going out for a walk with your dog, and you know that there's a dog, in the, you know, on the corner of that house, that barks and runs the fence all the time. Your dog's scared. Um, Just pick another time when you know the dog's not out and go in the opposite direction. So it could be something as simply as that. So um, you just kind of want to pair stuff together and give them positive experience so um, that um, they will have that. Um, Also, dogs learn by consequences, basically um, doing things. Um, And the best way to kind of describe that is... um, Rewards, right? So suppose you are your kids, for example, you take them out for you tell they do something great in school. You're like, okay, I'll take you out for ice cream next week. Your kid totally gets that; and they definitely do. They'll remind you every day that you're gonna have to get them ice cream. So for a dog, right? You ask them to sit, and you rumble around your treat pouch with treats. Meanwhile, they're looking at the ground, looking around, and then you give them a treat they don't know what they are rewarded for. So you have to do that almost immediately when you're training dogs. And the more positive association and rewards and you doing, 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 the more they will do it um, again. So consequences as in rewards. Um, Also, um, you can manipulate um, their response to how they feel about things as well. Um, So for instance, um, some things that may be neutral, you may be actually helping them gain a a positive and negative um, emotional response. So what I'm talking about is, for example, leashes. Um, When dogs first see a leash, there's no negative or positive association with that, right? And so you go out for a walk and your dog starts barking and lunging. You don't like what they did. So you tell them, no, you, you know, pop the leash back. And then you're doing that every single time that you're on a walk. Sooner or later, your dog is lunging and growling when they're seeing other dogs too, because they feel that tension all through the leash. And then they learn the pop and then no. So you can build that just by not thinking you're doing the right thing, but it's actually helping the dog build like a negative emotional response. So what I tell folks is just be very aware of, your uh, body as well because they read your body language be aware of your surroundings and you know where you have your dog um just so it can help them have a positive experience um another question i hear is you know i call my dog to come my dog doesn't come back you know in the house he's fine or he'll sit in the house but not everywhere else it all boils down to how dogs learn And so what I speak to my class about, and in privates, is um, once a dog knows the five commands, which are sit, down, watch me, leave it, and come, they have to work on something called the three Ds, and that is distance, duration, and distraction. And so what that looks like is suppose you're asking your dog to sit, right? Right. So how long can your dog sit while you have a conversation? That's duration. Your dog's not going to sit for like half an hour automatically, so you start off slow. You have your dog sit for five seconds. You reward them so they can do it more, so you treat them. And so do you build on that 10 seconds, 15? And so every day that you practice, you're building on that duration so they can do it you know, for a long time. Um, the same thing with distance. How long can your dog sit while you go answer the door? They're not gonna do that automatically. You have to start off little by little. So have your dog sit, walk one step back one foot, come back and give them a treat, and do you gradually increase the distance um, until they're able to sit while you go open the door, or even lie down while you go open the door, or whatever it may be around the house. Um, And the biggest one, and the reason why dogs don't come and call and things like that and sit is distraction. That's the biggest, biggest one. The reason why your dog's not coming when called outside because it's too distracting. Um, In the house is fine. Um, Believe it or not, even if you have kids running around, it's less distracting than outside. Um, And so that's why they're doing it in the house. Um, what I would say to that, if you want your dog to come every time or do something every time, the main thing to kind of remember this shorthand is you want your dog to do it everywhere, practice everywhere. Um, start off something low key, like in your house, having them sit. And if they can sit or do a recall or whatever, a command in the house, um, step it up a notch, take them outside to the backyard. If they could do it in the backyard where there's grass and birds and stuff take them out front then take them to the park so practice everywhere so they can do it everywhere in that way you'll have a dog that comes every time sits every times go to met every time and stuff like that um with that being said Um, back to association and and punishment, dogs just basically do this work. I hear sometimes like, oh, my dog did that because they're mad or they did that because they were upset because I left them. Dogs don't have the ability to think abstract. They do what works. And another example of that is, for instance, um, some dogs will sit there and they'll stare at the fridge and you're like, what are they staring at the fridge for? Yeah. Like that's just what are they doing? But if you think back to it, your dog will sit there and stare at you. And every mm-hmm. once in a while you give them a treat, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't they sit there and stare at the fridge where there's food in it, thinking the fridge will give them food? So they just simply do what's work and not doing anything because they're mad or upset or anything. They're simply doing um what's work, you know? Um, and so with with you know, between them creating emotional bonds, whether it's positive or negative, um, you know, building on the five core commands, adding the distance, duration, distraction to it. There still may be times where you have to train. This is when training comes in where, you know, you may need like a little bit of guidance or, you know, help with, you know, what your dog's actually doing. And you can change those behaviors. If, you know, you are working on that stuff and it's just not happening. Um, and so basically, um, one way that is popular to change a dog's behavior is you always want to teach them something that they uh, um, can't do at the same time. So, for instance, if you have a dog that's jumping, you teach them sit because they can't jump and sit at the same time. Yeah. So it's called an incompatible behavior. And so you kind of just want to, um, you know, jump in, teach them to sit or you could teach them to lie down or things like that. You know, if they're um, with some, uh For jumping's a big one. For counter surfing, you can teach them leave it. That's a big one. Um, Leave it up high, leave it down low. And remember, practice everywhere so they can do it everywhere. Practice with the items so they can do it um, uh, with the items practicing. When Um, when you're rewarding them,
1: how quickly do you need to reward them for something?
0: Almost immediately. So back to what I was talking about with the kids, they know, but dogs don't know. So it needs to happen almost instantaneously. So when they sit, as soon as their butt hits the ground, Bam, give them a treat for it. And, you know, so they'll remember and, you know, do some repetitions back to back. You know, they like consistency. They like routine. The more they can predict something, the more they'll do it. Um, there may be I something be, like,
1: now- around in my pocket for a treat, right? I have to have a treat ready. Like I can't be picking
0: oh. around. Yeah. You know, no. Yeah. No. No, out, no, but no, 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 no. But but you know what there's gonna be times where you don't have treats with you, and that's fine. You can use praise as reward. So just making a really big deal at the situation, like, "Oh, good job, you did it! Oh my God, that's amazing!" Um, that will suffice for a treat. It's better just saying, "You're like, oh, great! You know, let's go! You know, let them know. Everyone wants you know something for working. So, um, for the dogs, it could be a treat if you have it. Um, if not, um, you know, appraise. And what I tell folks what has worked for me is I pretty much keep treats in every area of my home, Um, uh, whether it's in like a treat bag or just in my drawer with my bedroom snacks. I keep the dog snacks there so they can ever treat too. So yeah, almost immediately you want to treat the dogs. But I just, um, and oh, back to what I was saying about um, punishment. And so um, punishment Like I said, dogs do what works. Um, Punishment doesn't really work so well um, because what ends up happening is the dog will either um, hide what they're doing or do it elsewhere. And a good example of that is um, when dogs um, urinate or uh, potty in the house, um, sometimes folks may yell or, no, don't do that. Even like a gas, like, "Oh, oh, my God, that signals to the dog, like, I did something wrong. And so next time they'll just go and hide it. Right. Okay. Okay. So punishment yeah. doesn't really work. It just kind of changes the emotional response. And it also um, has a hit on the bond you have with your dog, because now all of a sudden you're like the scary thing and you're afraid. Um, so the best thing to do if you do catch your dog doing something in a house. Um, it's simply, uh, well, for instance, if they're like, you catch them in the midst of acts, you can clap your hands and like kind of interrupt them and bring them to where they're supposed to be. But, you know, just redirecting them like yelling or, you know, the leash pops and stuff. It doesn't actually teach the dog what to do. So instead of like the leash pops or like the yelling for the potty training, what you want to do is actually show the dog what they are supposed to do. So whether it's taking them outside to potty or whether it's like redirect them on a leash to where they're supposed to go instead of pulling. So that's so
1: would you would you recommend like sort of don't make too much of a big deal of the thing the bad thing they're doing Yes. Doing the good thing and then yeah actually reward yes. them for doing the good thing right that yes
0: situation? exactly reward them for the good stuff the bad stuff don't make a big deal out of um just try to redirect them and reward them more so um for the good stuff and it does take practice um one of the things that I give my clients is a say please list because there's so many things that our dogs are doing um that are well meant that we just don't know. Um, so, for instance, what I was saying when your dog comes and sits in front of you, they're not going to say, hey, what's up? Because they can't say, hey, what's up? But, you know, they may want your attention. That's them essentially saying please when they're coming up to you, sitting or they're laying on your nap, lap or nudging you. Yeah. Um, so get your dog in a habit of um, saying that. So, you know, before you go out the door, have your dog sit and say, may I please go out? Um, before you have them play fetch, um, have them sit, then throw the toy. So you just want to get them in a the habit of doing that. And it builds obedience and it builds up their confidence as well. So if you have like a shy dog or stuff like that, I'm um, just working on simple obedience will um, help with that. But um, just, I would say just starting to be more aware, um, more mindful. Also, um. I have like a doggy body language sheet that I give my clients so you know you can always google it dog's body language so just yeah. knowing certain little body um you know language signs and stuff will always help your dog and they will love you forever. Um yeah. you can, can tell when they're
1: and when they're happy like especially if you mm-hmm. like a stress shake or something like that it can really sort of tip you off as to like as where your dog is sort of leaning and then if you
0: it's, like, it's, uh, with
1: a treat or sort of get them to get their their mm-hmm. uh or, you know, get yep. kind of in a better mood type of yep. thing or encourage them and just or sort of lift their spirits if you need to, I guess,
0: Exactly. Right? And, and the biggest thing too, when I tell folks, um, especially with the least reactive dogs, that, that lunge growl growling, stuff like yeah. that, um, dogs just don't end up lunging and growling. There's usually like a whole body or signs they're giving off, but we usually don't know because we're walking along and then next, you know, you know, oh, my dog's barking, I need training. But well, your dog's actually gives you signs all the way up to then. And I tell folks, if you can catch your dog's emotion when they're making that decision. So for leash reactive dogs, um, ideally what will happen is they'll see that something off in a the distance, they'll pause yeah. and they'll look. And at that point, they're kind of making a decision. Are they going to bark or on that person, um, emotional connection? And so either they go, oh, eh, whatever, and keep walking, or they're going to bark and lunge. At that point, you can change the response just by either giving them a treat to distract them, Toss them to the ground or take them in the other direction. And remember, the more you do it, the more it's predictable. And they know that, you know, that's what's going to happen. So that when you see another dog, if you're giving them treats each time, they're going to look for you for a treat instead of barking. So the more you're aware of your dog's body language and stuff like that on walks or just in general and catching it before the behavior happens, it, it'll be best. It makes sense. It'll be best. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just uh, a further, like the puppy owners out there, uh, mm-hmm. going back to the leash thing, when you are introducing a uh, leash, cause like you said, like when they first see a leash for the first time, they just have no association. So what's the best way to sort of get a puppy to have a really good association mm-hmm. with leash?
0: Yep, and so with a leash, whether it's a leash, a harness or any type of body equipment you're putting on your dog, you wanna do it in gradual steps. You don't just wanna slap it on them. Um, you can, but of course, everything's an emotional response and you don't know if your dog will be okay or not. So it's better to start off slow. So with any equipment, you just put it on the floor And just let your dog observe it and just check it out um, so it's not so new to them. And just leave it out there for like a day or so or a few hours. And then you just put it in your hand and, you know, feed them treats with it in your hand. And then you can like put it on, um, put it like, um, if it's the leash, you can just clip it on them and take it off, clip it on them, take it off while feeding them treats, just so they can build a positive association. Like, oh, I put the leash on, I get treats. This is great. So just like a slow thing. So things like it'll make, you know, it positive with treats. If you don't have treats, get the leash out, you know, make it like, like, you know, really, really exciting for them so that every time you get the leash out or, you know, the harness, they'll be excited. So it's called conditioning your dog to kind of um, like it. It's like a slow process where you just use treats and kind of just sit with them with the equipment and kind of slowly put it on them little by little. With the leash, you could just latch it on, take it off, latch it on, take it off, then finally leave it on after a while. So if you
1: say a slow process, you mean like a couple hours or how long do you
0: mean? Honestly, what I tell folks, even in training, everything's up to your dog everything's up to your dog. So you may find that your dog is really enticed and really want to, you know, get the harness on an leash and it may take like five minutes. There's other dogs, soon as you put it out on the ground, they may scurry back from, but work with your dog. It, it, you know, work, we call it working at your dog's level. So whatever your dog is, you don't want to force it because that could traumatize them and make a negative association. So it really just depends on your dog, um, how that goes but you can pretty much tell by when you first introduce the item um with the association is going to be so there's really no hard or fast answer but what I do say is consistency with training um short and sweet five to 15 minutes you don't want to make it any longer than that because then the dog you know it become who wants to be in school well we do have to be in school for eight hours but who really wants to but so yeah. well, five to 15 minutes make it really short a few times a day um and the more you practice the more they'll get it the more they'll become conditioned to it so that's what i say the more effort you put into training the more they're going to get it
1: makes a lot of sense it makes Especially when you're actually using the right principles and you're going mm-hmm. along with how dogs actually learn and you're your exactly. learning all those things, right? So that makes a big deal out of everything, so. Exactly, yeah. yep. Yeah. No, that's been that's been great. I think
0: mm-hmm. we
1: learned a lot today about how dogs learn yeah. just the basics, because it helps to have those that foundation, those those fundamentals, so you can really grow from there when you're working with your dog.
0: Yeah, and, it, and like I said, it's a, it's a big one. I hear the question all the time, but I feel like if you just know the basics, how dogs learn, then you can apply it to your dog or kind of understand them better, kind of how dogs speak, but yeah. It's great. It's good. Oh, that's yeah, cool, <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. So um, I think that's it for today, folks. Um, you can um, DM me in the comments if you want to reach out to me or you can um, contact me on my Facebook page at Down for Paws um, or you can find me at downforpaws.com. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this live, and I hope you learned how dogs learn so you can teach your dog how to learn and I will see you guys next week. See you guys. Bye. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you.